0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Pod, pod bleh, Podcast, back with another episode today with Matthew Album. He's going to tell us a little bit about what it's like being a chief revenue officer at a startup in Israel. So, super excited to get into that. Hackers never sleep. So, let's dive in. Good morning, Matthew. How are you?
1: Hey, Jeff. Uh, I'm well, thanks. And uh, really, thanks very much for having me here on, on your podcast.
0: Excellent. I love it because you've, you're bringing a super interesting perspective to something that we talk about all day, every day. We'll get into that in a second. But first, if you could spend a minute or so and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. It's been my pleasure. So uh, yeah, I'm Matthew, and um, I'm the Chief Revenue Officer of GitHub. Um, we are a, uh, a cybersecurity startup company uh, based in Israel. Um, now, people might be a bit surprised why, what's a guy with a British accent doing, uh, uh, you know, living in Israel? Well, actually, I've lived practically half my life here, but I, I did start my origins um, back in the UK uh, and, you know, 20 something or so years. Involved with cybersecurity or security, uh, which started actually right at the beginning when I was doing my masters in um, researching uh, voice over IP and actually how to encrypt um, those voice uh, those voice packets. Um, I spent a big bulk of my career actually in the in the area of encryption and satellite encryption, uh, especially in the pay TV industry. So in the past, when we all had those. Uh, satellite decoders or cable boxes um, and uh, having to basically en- encrypt uh, the video content to make sure only those who paid for it got it and that nobody could hack those devices. Uh, that's where I spent uh, a big part of, of my career um, and uh, more recently over the last couple of years Gitpool's a young company uh, I've uh, taken and uh, uh, joined the the Gitpool family and uh, having a lot of fun along the way.
0: Excellent, excellent. You know, there's a question all in itself about uh, satellite encryption as well as Mm -hmm. VoIP encryption. There's, there's been a, I've heard a lot of chatter recently about some deep fakes that have been uh, happening because of folks being able to hack into those systems and changing what people are saying on the fly in real time. It's pretty scary. Yes, yes, I've
1: seen a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting.
0: Yeah, so with that, maybe we'll use that as a bonus question. So question number two, you yeah. spoke a little bit about GitPull being a new company, you being the chief revenue officer. Tell us a little bit more about that because let's be honest, we're living in some pretty crazy times.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, chief revenue officer is quite a new title, but uh, um, in very simple terms, uh, I'm taking care of, um, of the business uh, and growing the business, and and that's about um, obviously sales. It's about marketing. Uh, it's about customers, um, and uh, and putting all those together under one sort of roof of responsibility. And I think you know these days um, they do go together. You you know they're, they're, obviously they are connected. Um, and uh, in in these crazy times, like you said. We've got to do the right thing for customers, right? We've got to build a product that customers want. Um, We've got to make sure that it's something that they can afford uh, because there are so many cyber products about in the market, but cyber budgets are not unlimited. Um, And we've got to make sure that we give the customer the best possible service possible, right? So that they really, uh, it's not just about the product, it's about the people, it's about the service you give. Um, and of course, finally, we've got to, you know, let people know about who we are um, as a startup, especially during the COVID times, uh, that was quite a challenge. And um, you have to look at different mechanisms um, that may be traditional way of taking a software vendor and, you know, presenting yourself to customers in the market. Um, and so these were uh, quite interesting times and enabled us to try and experiment with different
0: things. Yeah, that's a big roof, and you said we're all reinventing ourselves, so so here we go, right? Uh, And and on that, so let's talk about uh, some insights or advice you'd like to share with our community. You said, uh, why misconfigurations should be a top concern for cyber professionals. Let's talk about that for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is, uh, you know, the area that we focused on, and uh, we, we had a look um, using our own team of hackers, we've got a lot of um, hackers in our team, like many Israeli uh, startup companies. Uh, we have people who've come from the Israeli military uh, and, um, and so we've used a combination of, of, their, of real sort of cyber warfare experience, coupled with research in the market and, and in the hacking communities. And what we discovered was that if you look at uh, many uh, successful cyber attacks that are taking place and continuing to take place, these organizations, they have a big um, set of controls. They have very good and sometimes very expensive um, security tools in place, yet they get hacked with a large ransomware. Um, And it seems that the hackers can just work around these tools. Not to say that these tools are not effective, but the hackers are able to work around them. And what we found was that uh, the way hackers are able to work around them is based on what we call misconfigurations. uh? We're talking about human errors. We're talking about default settings in operating systems that everybody knows is around. Some of them people don't know that they exist. Um, And uh, hackers know how to use those and exploit them because they're usually uh, not blocked or closed up or identified by other tools. And so that's why we think professionals uh, in the cyber security uh, you know, industry, whether you're a CISOs or doesn't matter, you know, uh, computer security uh, engineers, uh, often leave misconfigurations to the side. And what I mean by that is, well, yeah, yeah we know about misconfigurations. They're a real pain point in our organisation. But, you know, if you don't know what you don't know, how are you going to do something about that? You know, it's always the unknown in way with cybersecurity. So we've come along and said, look, this is a priority. This is what hackers are exploiting day in, day out, because they know that no one is dealing with them. And so we need to be able to allow organizations or enable them to give them the visibility to start allowing them to know what they don't know. Of course, we can't show them everything that they don't know but these big area of gaps that maybe is not covered um and and this is what we've been doing and it's really exciting because you know pretty much every customer that we uh show the product to and uh, trial it with um we find lots of stuff that shocks them you know and in a way it's uh uh I really enjoy that moment, um, not because we're finding problems at customers, but to actually be able to share with them: look, you know, you're really experienced, you know, in insecurity or maybe less experienced, don't have knowledge. Look at all these things that are a gap that are that you just didn't have the visibility of. Um, and now you can, and now you you're able to um, do something about it because you have to preempt the hacker, right? You have to be one step ahead of the hacker if you want to beat beat the hacker. And uh, I think this is a tool that is unique um, and really has been helping organizations. And uh, uh, we hope more and more organizations will start, you know, putting, I think, misconfigurations into their toolkit um, in order if they're serious about, you know, trying to sort of keep the hackers out.
0: Yeah, that that's a, that's a very interesting and compelling topic because we all only have a certain amount of time in the day to handle all the things we need to do. And whether the software is $10 or $10 million, it's sometimes not feasible for any engineer or above to fully understand the capabilities of the own software that they purchased. So having somebody with an outside view who says, hey, here are the holes and here's how we can fix them, or probably more often than not, here's how we can reduce the footprint of these holes so it's not a wide gaping hole, but maybe a sliver. And then once we can create a bunch of slivers instead of holes, then we can go back a second time and see if we can't fully seal them up. Uh, And that's an ongoing process, right? Because- And and,
1: And that's the most important thing you said is it's an ongoing process. You can't just run a scan assessment once, get a list of reports and then do something about it, or even, run a scan on a subset of your system end to end if you really want to keep the hackers out you have to do what they're doing right they are automatically scanning everything so you have to do the same automatically scan everything when those issues are found then to be able to remediate them quickly automatically and safely by the way that's the other pain point in organizations is remediation Um, nobody likes to remediate because it might break something (laughs) <laughs> so um, uh, we, we found this when we added our remediation feature, which we thought was the best thing. And it is, a, it is a superb feature. It really saves a lot of time and cost. But we found that customers were sometimes hesitant to remediate. So we then worked out that we have to actually um, improve the feature by offering what we call safe remediation, which is actually we can uh, we can show the customer if you remediate this particular issue, whether it will or will not cause um uh you know cause impact on the operations of your system
0: yeah yeah then i think we'll need to cover that a little bit more uh, for those of our viewers who want to learn a little bit more about you matthew or your company Git pull what's the best way to get a hold of you
1: well our website, of course, but I think the best place is probably LinkedIn. We post a lot of stuff, a lot of blog articles, um, and uh, there's always, uh, you know, always, we're always responding. So that's probably one of the best places to reach out to us and then share your thoughts as well uh, in this
0: area. Brilliant. Brilliant. Matthew, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Again, my name is Jeff. This is the Cyber Pro podcast. We post two to three episodes every week about cybersecurity. We hope to see you back here soon. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks very much.